Hey everybody, it's me, Mercury. I'm currently in a hotel room in Nashville, Tennessee on my book tour, but I wanted to come on here and give you a note about the episode. See, we recorded this a few weeks ago um, before we left on book tour, but this is a whole different kind of format for the show. We're trying out a new format, a new style, a new way to present these ideas, and we want to hear your feedback. We have a Google form that you can fill out through my bio on my Instagram or my bio on TikTok, and that can help us a lot. It will take about five minutes. It would mean the world to me if you could do that and let me know your thoughts, because I want you to like the show, and I want to be able to like filming it. (laughs) So thank you, everybody, and enjoy the show. A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how. My name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. Boy, do we have a different episode for you today. For the very first time, this entire episode is me calling people who are leaving us questions and talking to them directly, and boy, did I have fun doing this. I am so excited for you to listen to this new format and kind of see how I interact with people who aren't AIs, (laughs) and I think that you were going to have a good old time listening to it. Right now, I do have my good old friend, Basil, who's here right now. Say hi, Basil. Oh, hey, I'm here. Basil and I have been on tour for a little bit. We've done 28 cities already, and we got about 24 more to go. How are you doing after the tour, buddy? Oh, I am okay. I've gotten a lot of naps in, a lot of kitty cuddles, yep. so we're feeling yeah. better. Yeah, I've been having a lot of time with my kitty cats, Nitro and Apollo. Nitro is soaking up so much of my time. I can't walk anywhere in my home without my cat being, like, attached to me right now. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. And Nitro will do this thing where Nitro's like, you know what? I don't need you. Get away. And then he <laughs> won't sleep with me anymore right now. He's, has, oh, he hasn't wow, slept with me. Drama queen. Yeah, I know. And he always sleeps on my shoulder, right? He mm-hmm. won't do it right now. But then in the morning when he knows I wake up, I'll uh-huh. get up and my alarm will go on. He'll come running up on top of the bed jumps on the bed, runs at me, and just, like, plows into my shoulder like, I've been here the whole time. Oh, my no, God. No, you haven't. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, it's been fun. I am really excited to get back on the tour and then do our Midwest-South tour. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to take us from all the way from Tropical Madison, Wisconsin, through Texas, and then back up to Minnesota. And very excited about it. And then we're going to be on our West Coast tour in December. Correct. And I just want to plug my birthday, which is (laughs) going to be December 8th in Salt Lake City. Super excited to do like a birthday book bash or whatever we're going to call it in Salt Lake City, Utah. Very excited about how that's going to go. But all that being said, Basil, are we ready to uh, get the first question for the day. <laughs> oh, I think we are ready to do that, Mercury. Oh. Let's get started. Okay, everyone, buckle up. Here we go. Hi, hon. My name is Odile. My pronouns are they and she. 
And I have a bit of a weird question about clogs in drains. So my washer and dryer are in my basement, and I've got that hose that comes out of the washer, and then it goes into a drain so the water can drain and all of that. Only the drain that it goes into, it isn't like a normal drain. You know how, like, like you've got a sink, and if there's a clog, like, you go under the sink where all the pipes are, and you open up the pipes and the this and the that, or you stick something in. The drain that my washer goes into is, for all intents and purposes, just a hole in the ground. Like, it's an actual proper drain, and I know there are pipes that go somewhere, but it is just concrete with a bunch of, of little perforations, and so there's no way for me to, like, get into the pipes and fix the clog. And there is a a Mondo big clog going on, and apart from, you know, pouring a bunch of Drano down there, I don't know what to do, and it's it's you know causing me some serious annoyance, and it's it's going to start turning into a really big issue. So I'm not sure what exactly should I do for this this drain that is a drain but also a hole in the ground. So I'd I'd really appreciate some advice. Thank you very much. Hello. Well, hi, Odile. Nice to talk to you. It's so nice to talk to you, too. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. No, it seems like you were having a trouble with what you were even looking at down in your basement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no. Do, do you want to add anything? Has anything uh, changed since you, you called the voicemail a couple weeks ago? Other than I've done a few loads of laundry now. That, have no, you had? It's still the same down there. Has, so it hasn't gotten worse or anything in the last couple of weeks. No, thankfully it has not. Is basically stayed the same. Okay, what we're looking at down in the basement is something called a foundation drain. It's kind of like the the cover itself is more than likely kind of like a shower drain cover. Like you see it a lot when you're in just a shower, not a bathtub, but like a walk-in shower. They're very common in that route, and there might be a similar design. Is this one rusted? Is that cover rusted a high hell or no? First of all, that has solved a great mystery for me. <laughs> Good. It does not have a cover. The cover is just made out of, of the concrete or the whatever that the rest of the floor is made out of. So wait, the whole the whole foundation itself. The, so the so the the drain itself is all one thing, and there's just like holes that are like going through the floor. Yeah. So like you're walking down through my basement floor, and then there's a random little divot. And then you look down in there, and there's holes like a drain. Can you text me a photo? Yes, I can. Give me just a second to get downstairs for you. Oh, okay. That's a clean out. Oh, that's a clean out. That's okay. That's completely different. Oh, my God. I thank God for, oh, yeah, that is clogged to high heaven. Okay. That is what we call a clean out. Thank you for sending in that extra photo. I appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah, no so, problem. So the clean out itself, in order to do this safely, uh, this is probably going to have to be a professional job. Do you rent okay. or is this a home? Like, do you own a home? Uh, we own it. You own it. Uh, how long you lived there for? So this is actually my childhood home. I've lived here for 24 years now. Whoa, that's amazing. Do you ever remember anyone ever cleaning out the clean out or anything like that? No. Okay. This would be a great time to do that. <laughs> See, the clean out itself is pretty important. You can sometimes get some things cleared out by using an auger on it, but there's a lot of pipes down there that are a little bit more brittle. Like a, if you use a regular like drum auger, you could damage some of those pipes. 
and that no, I don't want that. Yeah, that could be bad. That could be you know you you're turning like a couple hundred dollar job into a couple thousand, maybe even more job if you crack or break anything down there. So that's why you know unless you're really confident with using an auger or anything like that, I would probably go that route. Now, if you're like I just don't have you know the money or at all anything, you what you could do is just to get the surface off and to see what's going on. You could also shop vac a little bit of it just to see a little bit more of what's going on. I suspect, though, that the worst-case scenario that you're having could be that there's roots growing in your drain. And the reason why I say that is because you haven't had anything change since you left the voicemail. And that, to me, is probably a pretty consistent problem that's not going to go away just by blinking at it, right? Does that make sense to you, Odile? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And that, uh, knowing this house and when things break on it, that's exactly my life. Yeah, I know. When Sometimes when the wheels start falling off, boy, do they start falling off, right? Uh, Is is this something that you are confident that you can, like, handle and take care of? I feel very confident that I can find and call a professional to come do it for me. Yeah. yeah. Have you, have you, so you've had a lot of professionals come in and out of that home before, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think I just gave you PTSD. <laughs> Listen, the guy who owned the house before my parents bought it, he was a home inspector. That's what he did for a living. Oh, so he boy. He was convinced yeah. that he knew what was best. And so he did just a, ton of stuff to this house where it's like yep. no yeah no you're wrong no the people who are sometimes the worst are the people who know better <laughs> as someone who is a professional technician and has been for 17 years i'll tell you what you don't want to take a look at the some of the fixes i've done over the years <laughs> so all that being said but you have a lot of confidence when it comes to reaching out to a contractor right I suppose it's not something I have a ton of experience in. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, Hey, I don't know any better to be afraid. So yeah, exactly. Well, here, here's a good thing. It, right now, plumbers are in high demand. So, you, you know, getting one out is going to be a little bit hard and it might be a little bit pricey depending on where you live. Right. But the, the good news is that you can absolutely get like two or maybe three plumbers out and get a quote before you have any work done. And that's what I would probably do because this is going to be costly and you want to make sure that you're not getting extra cost and it's not like coming out of the blue, you know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope that this helped you. This has helped me immensely. I have learned a lot of fun new facts (laughs) that I'd say, oh, I wish I didn't know them. But honestly, I'm glad I do know them for future reference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, owning a home is a lot like you know, you're just like learning how to ride a bike all at once, right? <laughs> you know, yep. you really you really can't learn any other way than, you know, skidding your knee a couple times. So I'm proud of you for giving us a call and doing your best. And I hope that you uh, hang in there. OK, I will. Oh, right, I appreciate your deal. Take care. Take care. Bye. Hi, Mercury. My name is Brax Keeham. So I'm currently in a rental that has a tile shower bottom, but I'm pretty sure that there's not a shower pan and it's full of weird caulk and we're having issues with things growing. And I know that this isn't super healthy in the long term. We only have to make it through this lease for eight more months until we can get out. And I was just wondering if there was a way to control the amount of 
mold or fungus or whatever is growing in there in the meantime in that non-water safe ground. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello? Hi, Brax. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so good. By the way, your name is lovely. I love that name so much. <laughs> thank you. So thank you so much for calling with this question. Now, since we you 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 text us and, and call this question a few weeks ago, has anything happened? Is is has it gotten worse or anything like that? It mostly just hasn't gone away, and the cleaning methods I've tried don't seem to be helping the yeah. problem so much as they're hurting the shower, and so it just keeps recurring more than getting worse. Oh yeah, it, t- tell me exactly what you've done. Try to be as specific as possible. <laughs> so uh, I've cleaned it with like scrubbing bubbles type shower cleaners at first, but it's like a stone tile. And it was like I couldn't get it off with that. Yeah. So after that, I tried the spray foam bleach and that got kind of like most of the surface stuff off. But like I keep going back and redoing that because it's the only thing that at least helps it look better. But it's you can yeah. tell that it's still in there all the time. It sounds like you've tried a lot. It sounds like you've tried a lot. <laughs> and it sounds I, I like... mean, I also at first tried like Windex. So yeah, well, I'm trying. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're using all the things that would make sense to your brain, right? And, and I think that's pretty darn good. <laughs> and also, <laughs> it sounds like this is pretty stressful. How long is this release up for? Like, how long are you you living there for still? I am here until next July. Oh, we yeah. We just signed it this past june okay. and it's a 13 month lease. yeah and the whole house is a nightmare but this i have to look at all the time yeah it's and, and it's so rough it. when you have things like this and you know there's been neglect and you know mm-hmm. that the landlord probably isn't going to help you on this but yet you have to deal with it you have to be the one who sees it all the time you're the one that like this is your home that's that's hard so i want to acknowledge right away that i know that is tough and i i want to give you my love Okay. You're doing great. Now, as far as how do we clean this? Have you been using like an old toothbrush or anything when you've been trying to clean it? I think it was originally a dish brush. It's just like a long handled soft bristle brush. That's not bad. I will say that those, like if you get like a cheap Dollar Tree brush, like a a toothbrush, those bristles Mm -hmm. are pretty good at doing this specific job. And they're so narrow that typically they get in there pretty good. Not saying they're going to solve the problem, but, you know, maybe that Mm -hmm. would give you a little bit of a leg up, you know, than maybe like a big old brush that you might have for dishes or something, right? Okay, yeah. There's some products that you could try here, but it sounds like you've tried a lot, but we're just going to name a few, okay? There's products like OxyClean. Have you ever used OxyClean before? No. See, OxyClean is kind of known for this. They're, they're, it's one of the better ones on the market. CLR makes them too. And there's just a, a lot of different options like that. If you don't want to go that route, if you're like, you know what, I really want to try something different here. The photos that you sent us, right, make me feel like mm-hmm. that is silicone. You know, it's always hard to tell from our, you know, photos that we get and stuff, right? But from what I can tell, when the wall hits the floor, right? Right in there, there is this old ass silicone and it looks like it hasn't been touched in years, right? And you should really be replacing Mm -hmm. that every two to three years. So what you could do is replace it. And if it's like, if you feel it, right? And it's like rubbery Mm -hmm. and stuff, 100%, that is silicone. And... You can cut that out, Brax, 
and you can try to take it out as much as you can. There's these caulking tools that can peel it right out for you. There's something called the cock devil. And I know that sounds really raunchy, but I swear it's not. I just am from the Midwest. So everything, it just sounds bad. (laughs) My accent doesn't make this better, Brax. (laughs) But essentially you can like, just like peel it away and, and, and dig in there. And that's it, you can pull it out as much as you can. You want that area as clean and and away from silicone as much as possible. Okay, then you can reseal it with a fresh tube of silicone. Does that make sense? Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. I hadn't considered that you can just redo the silicone, especially as a renter. That that did not occur to me at all. Yeah, if it, if if that is the problem that you're having is a silicone, and I think it is mm-hmm. from the photos. But if it's the grout. Then go the OxyClean route. Then go the toothbrush route, right? But first, okay. go at resealing it first, Brax. And then, you know, hopefully that solves the problem. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot of these products out there now that, that people are going to tell you. I suggest one specific brand, and that is Big Stretch. Big Stretch Cock okay. is what... <laughs> I just realized what I just said. Big Stretch Sealant. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this got R-rated real fast. <laughs> um, big big stretch sealant is one of the best ones on the market, and it's it's mold resistant and is really good for bathrooms. If you can't do that, okay. make sure you get the kitchen and bathroom mold resistant silicone uh, cocking. Okay, go that route. Okay. If you want to save a little bit of money and you don't have a whole lot of area to do, right? If it's just like two or three strips of like, you know, four or five feet and not mm-hmm. much or something, or even four by four or whatever, then get mm-hmm. one of those hand squeezing tubes instead of one of those that need a cocking gun. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is there is a video that I just posted about ants a few days ago on my good old-fashioned Tiki Talk, and I talk about this okay. tube of cocking that you can get for like nine or nine or eight dollars. Pretty d- darn affordable. And if you don't have a caulking gun and you don't have a whole bunch of tubes of cocks and stuff, that that means that you're going to be spending like twenty to twenty five dollars on all of this, opposed to the eight dollars. Yeah. So I would say go that route, do what I say in that video, and give it a try, and hopefully that works for you. Okay, I will definitely do that. Thank you so much. Does everything I say sparkle with you? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> I'm so happy it sparkles. I hope it sunshines too. <laughs> hey, Bricks, you. you have a great time and I wish you well, okay? You too. Uh, Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, hey there, friends. This is just Basil popping in for a quick second to say that if you are enjoying this podcast, listening to Mercury talk about all these fun things, you might also enjoy the new podcast we just started, Basil's Book Bugs. It is a collaborative book club. We are reading a book together and talking about it. It is so much fun. We even have a whole Discord channel where we can uh, communicate like as we're reading the book. It is so much fun. And the next book that we're going to read is Page Boy by Elliot Page. And we are super excited about it. And if you are excited about that too, reading along with that book, then make sure that you get on Patreon, support us, and have a good old time. Does that sound good to you, Basil? Oh, that would be so great. We just love having all of our little book bugs. We are going to go get snug as a bug in a rug and read our books together. Okay. We can't wait to have you listen with us. Bye-bye. <laughs> 
Hi, Mercury. Thank you so much for doing this. I was scrolling through Facebook and saw this pop up and had a kind of a, I feel like it's a goofy question, but I'm sure that lots of other people have it. My name is Megan. My pronouns are she, they. And I have a question about my bathtub. So I live in this old apartment that the bathtub has clearly been like repainted or had a a top thing put on top of it to just kind of cover it up and spruce it up at changeover and make it look better. But that top or whatever it is gets, it peels off. It's clearly peeled off. It continues to peel off. It's gross. I'd love to just stop finding these little like peel off bits in the bathtub. I'd love to know like if there's something I can do to pull it all the way off. If I should just kind of send everyone out of the apartment for a day to fix it. What, what we should be doing about that so that we stop having those little chips of weird stuff in the bathtub. Hi, Megan. How's it going? Hi, Mercury. It's going great. How are you? I'm doing so good. Now, you have a bad glazed tub now I hear, huh? <laughs> I do. It is so frustrating. It is. Now, you live in an old rental, right? Right. I live in an old rental, and it's in pretty good shape, but it's it's been around for more than a decade. Yeah. And the, the bathtub has clearly at some point before I lived here yep. had a glaze put on it. I just learned a new phrase. Thank you. It's a glaze that was put <laughs> on it. It kind of peels up from the bathtub on yes. a pretty regular basis. It doesn't really do any harm. Nobody eats it or anything like that. But it just kind of, that the stuff that peels up just kind of goes down to the drain, <laughs> clogs the drain. Yes. We have a fee in the drain to collect this stuff, thanks to you. Um, oh, good. That's good. <laughs> Look at that. You're a real fan there. there. <laughs> it's not going down the pipes. We don't have that problem going on. We're, we're stuck in that direction. But I would absolutely love to just get it all peeled up or something so that this whole nonsense will just stop. Yeah, I mean, here's the good news. That is absolutely what would might 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 happen here, right? You're going to have to peel it off anyways in order to reglaze it. So, right. and eventually you're going to have to reglaze it. Now, when I say you, I, I don't mean you. This sounds like a landlord, <laughs> right? This totally is, a landlord problem, yeah, not a me problem. <laughs> this is definitely something you shouldn't have to deal with. But, you know, as a renter, of course, we're dealing with it. You know what I mean? Yes. So here are my, here are my thought processes for this, okay? First and foremost, that's a reglaze. And what a reglaze is essentially is it's just basically like a, a top coat. Think of it like, you know, and in terms of nail polish, this is your lacquer. Like this is your top coat. You know what I mean? This right. is basically just a protectant. It doesn't do a whole lot more than just make sure it like pushes away all of the bad bacteria, right? If if this starts happening, right, it can, you know, be it can be a hygiene issue. But it's not the end, it's not the end of the world, okay? But it, it can be a concern. Now, I will say this right out of the gate. They did it wrong. The chances are the reglaze went poorly. And maybe they didn't let it occur long enough. Maybe they didn't clean it properly before they did it. Maybe it wasn't proper temperature in the room. Maybe there's too much humidity. You know, there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong. There is a chance that whoever resealed it may not have been a professional. It may have been, you know, the landlord themselves. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because, you know, professional is going to cost it a little bit. And I, this is not something that I recommend DIY. I, I've said this. I've been on record before that this is one of those jobs that 
honestly, it looks like it's going to be fine. But you're dealing with a lot of chemicals, and you can't be in the apartment for three to five hours when you're doing it. you got to be in a respirator, and you can't be in there. You know, it's it's dangerous to breathe, breathe in all that chemical. And then if you got cats and dogs, you also don't want them to be in there. So it's right. a, it's an ordeal. It is a big overhaul to do one of these reglazing jobs. Okay. Now, here's the tidbit of all of it. You should let it cure before you use it. What does that mean? Well, that's about six days. It's about six days of not using your tub when you're doing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're really going to let it cure, that's what I would do. Now, if you're someone who's living there and you're just trying to get by, I, you know, three days, maybe. I don't know. You know, but it's still, <laughs> it's still, you know, making sure that it's going to be hard enough before you get in there. Otherwise, you're going to have yeah. the same problem that you're having right now three or four months down the line. Okay? Now, right. here's the thing, though, Megan. This is not your only solution. There is something called a tub liner. Now, a tub liner is basically like just a plastic a thing that goes right in there. And you can get them custom made sometimes to fit in there. There's basically tub liner companies all around the country at this point. They're very popular. The, the, the problem that you might have here, though, is the cost. And the landlord might say the same thing. The cost to me is pretty close. It's going to cost you between three hundred to seven or eight hundred dollars for the reglazing, maybe more depending on where you live. But the liner right. is going to be anywhere between three hundred and a thousand dollars, anyways. And it, right. the, it, to me, at that point, you might as well just reglaze it. But right. there's a lot of reasons why you go the liner and not the glaze. And one of those things is you're not going to have this problem happen again. Right, you're, you're, it's, 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 it's plastic. It might degrade over time, but you were talking years and years and years. Reglazing can go wrong, and you might be, you know, in this situation where you're paying twice or three times, six months, a year, two years down the road. So that's why we that the tub liner has gotten so popular because it removes the human error side of things. And trust me when I say human error, because I've I made a lot of errors in my life. <laughs> I don't know if I trust myself. Okay. But now that I'm giving you all this information, do you want to talk about how you get all that crud off of there? Yes. Okay. Tell me how to get it off. (laughs) So the very first thing I would say is elbow grease. You know, it it, it is honestly a plastic paint scraper does a really good job here. Right. It It is nothing but elbow grease most of the time. You know, you're going to have people say paint strippers, etching powers, you know, chemical paint removers. All that stuff is fine. You could do that. All that risks damaging stuff along the way. And all that's more chemicals you're adding into the air, you know. I, yes. I A lot of times, nine times out of ten, you don't need much more than the scraper itself. But it will be hard. Now, it's, some people are going to be like, you should use paint thinner and, and, and stripper. You could. But like I said, that is you know you're you're basically just yeah that is intense it's It's very intense and a a little will go a long ways so if you do need it in spot or two you could really like rub it in with a rag or something and not necessarily have to just you know dump the whole thing in there and be like woohoo we're gonna have a fun time (laughs) okay So the paint scraper is the one I would say in there. Uh, You could use warm water with like a non-abrasive liquid detergent of some kind. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to add anything with pumice or anything like that. You don't want to damage 
you know, the porcelain along the way. Right. And, and that, that those would be the ones I would go. I am sure there will be other ones that you could look into it. You want to look up on Google and get all your facts straight by going to, you know, removing glaze from tub. That's what you want to put into Google. And you'll get like 1,001 ideas. But keep in mind the things I've said, right? Elbow grease is yeah. always one of the best options. It's not fun and it's a dirty job and it sucks but if you want to remove it that would be the route i would go but again once you remove that you know there's all the problems that could arise so keep that in mind and one of them is a hygiene issue so yeah no that makes a whole lot of sense yeah because you know it's especially because you're gonna even remove all that you know that isn't necessarily good either you know you could be damaging the person later on and stuff like that you really don't want to be using it without the glaze you know, yeah. but that's, that's my hot, that's my hot take. I gave you enough knowledge. Now it's on you to, you, you to make all the calls here. Well, as a landlord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the whole call the landlord and getting the maintenance done, but I very highly doubt that they will pay for us to go on vacation with the cat for yeah. a week while here. <laughs> How long have you lived there, Megan? Almost a decade. <laughs> you lived there for almost, no, no, there's no way they shouldn't do that. They should do that. You live there for absolutely. They absolutely should, but it it won't happen. What state do you live in, Megan? We're in Oregon. Oh, you have great renters' rights in Oregon. No, we do. We I, do actually have some renters' rights, which is one of the reasons that we still live where we do. Yeah, Oregon is one of the top like three or four in the country. It is. It no, yeah. It's not as good as California. But anyone in California is going to be rolling their eyes when I say that because they don't think so, and I would agree. But still, as far as like the, out of the 50 states, Oregon has a better chance than, let's say, Arkansas, right? Arkansas yeah, is no, one of the worst for renters' rights. So so that's we good. We do actually have some. I will say I, I, there, are, there are routes you can go here, and I think you can force their hands. I think if you live there for 10 years... And this is, I mean, this is, 10 years is a long time for a, girl, a, a glaze. I'm not going to lie. If they did that right mm-hmm. before you moved in, that held up pretty fucking good. I don't think that's a yeah. terrible thing. So that's not that bad. If it was done a year or two years ago, and that's already coming undone, I might have a different tone to be setting here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think, I think, I honestly think if you tell the landlord, hey, you know, this is what's happening. We've lived here for 10 years. Can we get this reglazed? Can we do something? What what can we work out? I'm willing to work yeah. with you to make this happen, but this to me is like a thing I want to I want to focus on in the next three or four months. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, makes, yeah, it and, does make a lot of sense. And you and, know, to to give the management credit, they are pretty great. We have to take the initiative to actually do things, and it can sometimes be more trouble than it's worth to get management to do the right thing and get things done. Well, let me give you some weapons they use. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is this. If you call in the next couple of weeks, guess what's going to be happening? You're going to be calling them when they're planning their 2024 budget. And that's when you want to strike with this stuff. You want to get them between, you know, sometime in the end of September and sometime by the, like, the first week of November. And the reason why I say that is because the budget for next year is going to be finalized probably sometime in mid-November. And if they have a smaller budget than this year, duh, they're not doing it. You know, but if they have a surplus budget or if they have, you know, a few projects that they are planning, maybe this will they'll add it on the budget. But that is that this is a good time to ask this question, Megan. 
So I would say play to their budget and be like, hey, you know, could we plan doing this in 2024? Is this something that you have the finances for right now at the end of the year? Those kind of things yeah. and really playing towards that with the landlord may be the difference makers to get this done and in, in not ignored, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I wish you luck, Megan. Thank you so much, Mercury. Thank you. I hope you have a great time and I hope that they solve this problem for you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you later, Megan. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. If you love the work that we're doing here at Mercury Stardust Media, there's a few ways that you can support us directly. If you want to have merchandise from us, you can absolutely do that by going to MercuryStardust.com. We are selling scrunchies and our tour t-shirts for the tour that we're on right now for the book. And that helps us afford all the amazing things that we're doing. And if you're someone who wants to support more on a monthly basis, you can by going to our Patreon. We have the tier all the way down at $3.99, all the way to $35. If that sounds like that works for you, then give it a try. Now for the rest of the show. Hi there, my name is Diana, she, her, and I have a two-part question. We have an old set of table and chairs, and the legs are made of copper. I noticed recently the chair legs have been scratching the vinyl laminate flooring when they're pulled out and pushed in over a period of time. So my first part of the question is, is there any advice you can give on fixing those scratches? I mean, since it's not wood, I don't know what to do with them. (laughs) The scratches are going across the grain, not with the grain. And the second part is I got some of those sticky pad things that you can put on the bottom of furniture so that they slide nicely across the floor. The problem is they don't, they aren't staying stuck on. They, over time, as, as the chairs are used, they kind of work their ways off. So I wondered if you had any advice on another way to fix the problem. And I thought about those, there's like rubber cap things you can get to put on the bottom of chair legs. The issue there is the back legs of the chairs are angled, so the covers won't work on them. Thank you for all you do. Bye-bye. Hello? Hey, Diana, how's it going? Very well, thank you. How are you? It's very nice to talk to you. The first thing I'm (laughs) going to ask you right out of the gate is, how are you with crafts? (laughs) It it, it varies wildly. Okay, good. Okay, what what what, what kind of craft are you best at, Diana? Oh, you know, I actually studied silversmithing (gasps) at school, but I haven't done it in ages. Silversmithing? Wow, wasn't expecting that one. That's pretty good. (laughs) That's pretty good. That might be handy here. It's fun. Well, that's good. You know, you never know where you're going to use your skills, you know? It's true. Who knows when you need to solder something? Yeah, for real. Okay, Diana, the reason why I asked that is because some of this is going to be a little arts and crafty. (laughs) Sounds good. Let's take it one step at a time. Let's talk about the cause of the problem first because you can't fix the problem without talking about the cause. Right? Right. The, yeah. Man, the scratches. Oh, scratches are a death of yeah. me. <laughs> you know? Here's the thing. There are ways to fix this with the vinyl. There really okay. are ways to fix this. Now, it's not... There's two routes you can go. One, you can, you know, repair with what you got and do the best you can, which is going to be the mm-hmm. arts and crafty section of this. Right? It's going to okay. be really <laughs> tedious work. It's It might not look right, but... It's mm-hmm. all about taking your time and, and really getting it in there and all the groups. It depends on how scratched mm-hmm. up it is. How how scratched, one through ten, how scratched is it? It's not terrible. I, maybe like a three or a four. Okay, I think this might be doable. 
I think this might okay. be doable for you. I think you might be able to make that little, you know, that little part of your home a little bit more, you know, mm-hmm. pleasant to look at. <laughs> you know, I, you know, it's <laughs> it's rough when you have damage in your home because you look at it and you're just like, oh, instant regret. You know? <laughs> yes, even if nobody else knows it's there, I know it's there. Yeah, exactly, and that can <laughs> that can make you feel not so good. So let's try to make mm-hmm. you feel a little bit happier than that. Okay. Now, cool. There is uh some products out there. That are going to help you with the the chair itself and the, and the cause uh, of, of scratching up the chair and everything. Okay. Okay. Now you talked about them a little bit. You said you talked about the little rubber feet things. They're called yeah. silicone chair leg fits. Okay. Now they're they're a whole different they're a whole different bunches of different kinds. And you talked mm-hmm. about how your your back legs are actually at an angle. So it would make them right. kind of useless and, and, and void. There are some that might work. There's a lot of different okay. kinds up there. They're shaped a lot different. You might find ones that are actually cut in a 45-degree angle or so that mm. might work. That might work. Now, okay. if that doesn't work for you, I got an outside-of-the-box idea that might be a little bit arts and crafty as well. And <laughs> okay. do you know what Plasti Dip is? Have you ever heard of Plasti Dip? Yes. You do know Just what plastic dip is. Oh, cool. This is going to get fun. <laughs> well, okay, for those who are at home and have no idea what plastic dip is, it's basically the stuff that you put on tools and stuff, right? The little handles on tools and things like that. It's rubber, and you can put, like, as many layers as you want on it. Three, four, five, ten, twenty. You know, twenty is pretty mm-hmm. expensive. I don't recommend it, but you could. <laughs> um, and you can actually... My, my thought process is you might be able to... Get a cup or something, put a little bit of plastic dip in it, and then mm-hmm. dip the back leg into it. You know what I mean? And then let it dry and then see if that works. Now, it might rip off. I don't know. Right. I don't know. But I, I'm suspecting it might actually do it if it rounds around the sides. You know what I mean? If that doesn't yeah. work, another thing you could do is, you know, take a, a sanding block. Or something mm-hmm. to make sure you soften the, the legs and try to round them out a little bit. Make them a little bit more friendly to work with, right? Now, you said they're copper, okay. though. Now that I'm talking to you, you said they're copper, right? right. They're not wood? Well, yeah. that idea is stupid. Don't listen to me. <laughs> no, it, it might work for someone else, though. Yeah, they might, exactly. And that's where I was going, Diana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but all that being said, I would try the, I would try the plastic <laughs> dip as well because who knows? You know, okay. I think it might rip off, but boy, that, that's, if it works, I'm a goddamn mm-hmm. genius. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay. Now, as far as the, the, the tear and, and, and all that stuff in the vinyl, okay? Mm-hmm. We've had this happen. We were, we were doing a weekly burlesque show in a good old tropical Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> and we had vinyl flooring in one of the dance rooms that we were performing in. And mm-hmm. not going to name names, my audio engineer, Matthew, uh, may have uh-huh. made a big gouge. <laughs> well, I think there was an audio glitch. That's probably not going to make it. <laughs> uh, my good old wonderful uh, Matthew made a little mm-hmm. bit of a boo-boo and put a big old gouge in the floor. And then we fixed it. Now, Basil, who's on the phone with us as well, say hi, Basil. Hey, Ended up having to fix it with me one night. And by with me, I mean I was doing some TikToks and they were doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> but we used kind of, it looks like a crayon. It looks like a little crayon that we're going to be using. It's called a cabinet oh. touch-up repair kit. 
There are these okay. little. There's a. They look like crayons. Am I saying that word right? Crayon. Yeah. Man, my yeah. my accent works against me forty five percent of the time. I swear <laughs> to God. All that being said, Diana, what you're gonna do mm-hmm. is you're gonna get a couple different shades of cabinet touch up crayons, basically. Okay. And, and they're, they're, you know, there's browns, there's dark browns, there's mahogany. Right. There's a whole bunch of different ones you want to get. Get whatever okay. works best for you. You can get these at Lowe's, Home Depot, basically almost any hardware store. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be in the cabinetry section, okay? But cabinetry, okay. what you're going to do is you're going to try to artistically cover up the <laughs> boo-boo. Basically, this is like makeup for your floor. <laughs> okay. Basil, can you describe your experience really quick doing it yourself? Basil had never done it prior. Basil had never done this prior. And it looked amazing afterwards so do you want to give your two cents on it real quick buddy i think just like the important things to remember is you want to start with a clean surface so make sure you clean the floor first and then really it's just like a matter of like patience like i just like put on some headphones with some music and just went to town and tried to make it look decent yeah you said you have a little bit of a background in in and stuff that might be more detail oriented and mm-hmm. I think this is one of those detail-oriented. It's all about the, the details with this. Start small, give it a test in a spot that people aren't going to see so much, and okay. then work into the, the more visible locations. You know what I mean? I think it does work pretty well if you're kind of, like, working with the greens. Like, if there's any textures or stuff, um, like, on your, your floors, like, try to go with mm-hmm. the There the is, grain. yeah. Yeah, I know you said it was across the grain. So just make sure yeah. that when you're applying it, you're not going with that. You're going the opposite route. Right. Okay? You want to make like, okay. the, the surface itself look contiguous. You're not trying yes, to... Yes. Like... You're trying to basically line up all of the, the imaginary lines in the vinyl. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically the best way I can put it. And then when you're all done, you're not done yet. When you're done with that, then okay. there's one important factor that needs to be done. And that's a polyurethane that goes on top of it. And I believe, oh. did we roll that on or did we did we brush it on? We actually decided to use a paintbrush because the yep. little strokes, if you do it like kind of gently, the strokes with the grain, it actually helps it to look more like the the grains yes. of the, the laminate itself. And I, did, did I have you dry brush? Was that what I told you to do? Yes. Yes. So you want to do something called dry brushing. You want to have okay. basically two brushes, right? You have one brush... That is go- putting everything on, and you have another brush that is kind of feathering out the sides that's mostly, if not all the way dry, that has nothing on okay. it. And the reason why is because that dry brush kind of like, you know, makes it blend in with the surrounding area more. So mm-hmm. when you're like, you know, you're, you're, doing, you're just going into town, you're covering up that whole area. You want to make sure that that mm-hmm. area that has the, the patches on there are covered completely mm-hmm. and keeping that stuff that you put on there good. And then the dry brush just, you know, artistically feathers it in there and makes it look like it never happened. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Yeah, nothing to see here. Look the other way. (laughs) It does take about 24 hours for that to, like, completely dry and set. So you want to make sure that you, like, have it, like, marked off or no one is stepping over it. Yeah. And then Keep the furry critters away. And yes. then the last solution I have is throw those fucking chairs out. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like really you, pretty. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Pretty's great. I, you know what? If you like them, you know, hopefully the plastic dip works, and you can get to keep those chairs and keep the, your floor 
from getting nicked up all at one, okay? <laughs> I have also Sounds seen, excellent. like, people make cute little, like, crocheted or knit, like, little animal feet yes. for their chairs. Oh, that's, wow. That's just another route you Holy could go. wow, Basil coming in red hot with more crafts. <laughs> so if you have a that's friend. That's a whole other level of crafting. Yeah, if you know how to crochet or if you have a friend who wants to crochet, <laughs> boy, this would be a fun little project. Can it be cat paws? Could it be cat paws? Okay. Diana, I recommend this if and only if you could turn those back legs into cat paws. That's the only way I recommend I this. I am down for that. <laughs> well, I hope 100%. that helps you. Do you feel like I helped you? <laughs> Definitely. I, I do. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Make sure that you call me back because I want to know if this worked or not. Okay? I will. Will do. Okay, wonderful. Thank you, Diana. <laughs> Talk to you later. Thank you. This has been a good old episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. If you have questions and you have things that you want to tell us, you can do that by calling this number. 608-205-8768. We're going to make sure that we do our best to reach out to you to make these possible. I love this new format, and I hope you do too. Talking to fans directly is always my favorite thing. I like having real fun conversations with people, and I feel like this way it's going to help a lot more people and a lot more effectively, and that makes me wag my imaginary tail. (laughs) If you are someone who's listening to the podcast and you're like, hey, Mercury, I'm not sure about that thing that you suggested, then if you have any corrections or omissions or anything like that, make sure that you text us at this number. 608-205-8768. And then we'll do our best to make sure that we uh, check everything and make sure that we're right or if you're wrong. And if we're wrong, well, blame it on someone else. (laughs) I hope you all have a really good time and I'll talk to you soon. And remember, you're worth the time it takes to learn a new skill. The theme song was created by Rody Walker. Questions were picked up by our production assistant, Ziggy. A big thank you to our executive producer, Basil. And this podcast was recorded and edited by Matthew Allen Hag. Thank you for listening. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us keep the pirate ship alive by supporting our sponsors, the wonderful iFixit. They fight for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides to make your life a little bit easier. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! So thank you so much for all those who already support us, and you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. So grab your hammer and nails and paint your nails if you want to. You're worth the time it takes to be you. To teach you how to fix your house, how to fix it by yourself. The transcendent. Please hang up and try your call again.